Hello and welcome to The Elite, a podcast by The Med Elite Group. My name is Susie Hertz and I will be your host. The Elite is a podcast designed to provide informative discussion topics related to the medical field and nursing home industries. Welcome, Jonah Blumenthal. We're so excited to have you. Um, Jonah is with Hypoductions. Um, they are a full-service digital marketing agency. They service the healthcare industry along with um, other services. Um, Jonah has a pretty cool story of how Type Productions came about, which I'm going to allow him to share with us. Um, Type Production does everything from social media marketing, video productions, online reputation management, website development paid ad campaigns, graphic, and web design. Um, They highlight the most positive light over 200 facilities nationwide in 20 states. And yeah, it's a pretty cool production. We're so excited to have Jonah with us today. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And that that was perfect. That was a great description. Okay, so tell us about the story and how you guys came about and, you know, some background. Sure. Um... So my partner and I, my partner's name is Amitai Stern. Um, he's the CEO for Productions. I'm the CMO. Uh, we have been friends since we were 15 years old. Um, we actually worked in a camp together. We always talk about the fact that how we really became friends is when he beat me at Color War, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> it was a technicality, though, so we don't really count it. Wait, so uh, who won? You or him? He actually did win, but it was mostly because he... Whatever I I put on a play for the color the big color war play and part of it was somebody got shot in the play. play. You want to put it on for us right now? <laughs> oh, I definitely don't have that. <laughs> but part of my play was someone got shot. It was like a wartime play, and I had the person that you know it was for little kids. So it was for like you know younger grade school kids, and I had uh, the guy playing the guy that got shot had a packet of ketchup in his hand. And when he grabbed his chest, he pulled away and there was what looked like blood all over his shirt. Okay. And they took away points from me for that. So that's why I totally blame that for losing. So really, it was just a technicality. It was like too real. The blood was like too real, like the ketchup. Yeah, kids, kids got scared. Okay. <laughs> parents were scary. Scary Jonah. <laughs> the stuff we don't know about him. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we've been friends since we were about 15. And, you know, like everyone else, you kind of just move on with life and you stay in touch, but, you know, not as regularly as everyone would like. And about a little over five years ago, um, he was actually in healthcare. He was dealing with contracts for a large healthcare uh, group. I was in direct marketing for a large electronics distributor. And we kind of just met up one day and we were talking and we were talking about the fact that there was no creativity in healthcare. And he also has a, a passion for video editing. So that's kind of where it came about. He had done like one video as a side project for like a random facility. And we started rolling into this like whole idea of bringing a positive online presence for facilities specifically and for ancillary products um, and video productions, making them creative. You know, one of our first videos that we ever did together was actually a love story in an adult daycare center. I'm very proud of that. The production level is nowhere near what we have today, obviously, but you know, uh, I, we actually wrote the script together and it was a ton of fun to make. And we just kind of, you know, steamrolled from there, taking over. Then we moved on to doing websites, graphic design. 
basically everything from an online standpoint. And we even started a sister company that does printing just because for the ease of our clients, that instead of them having to send, you know, we, we design something, then we send it to you and you send it to your printer and so on and so forth. We just made it easier for them to be like, we got this, we'll send it to them, we'll take care of everything. That's incredible. I didn't know you had a printing uh, operation as well. Yep, um, healthcareprints.com. Okay, cool, I'll check it out. Look at that, I learned something new today. So I guess like if you could educate us and you know, people that uh, me included were not too familiar, I guess, with online marketing, where I am to a certain extent. So what is the difference for a facility or a healthcare company without having an online presence versus what you're offering? So one of the big things that people don't realize is, is that you're always going to have an online presence. No matter what happens, the, almost every facility in the world already has a Facebook page. Facebook automatically generates pages whenever when people just mention a company. So it's already there. What we're trying to do is control it. We're trying to control the conversation and, and kind of create a narrative that people should see the facility in the best possible light. You know, people always ask me about like SEO and stuff like that. Like, you know, I want my facility to pop up first. And I always ask them like, how many referrals do you actually see from people Googling nursing homes near me? It doesn't really happen. 95% of referrals comes from a case manager, from a discharge planner, from a doctor. It, it comes from somewhere. So one of the big things that we're trying to do is that when somebody searches for a specific facility, that first of all, all the information online is correct. You know, they could actually call the right number and they're not just going to get a dead end and they'll have the right address. They'll get answers to their questions, so on and so forth. But anywhere that they look online, it should be positive. So the reviews should be positive. They should be five-star reviews, as, as many as possible, or you know, an overwhelming amount, more than the uh, one-star reviews. Um, they should be led to the Facebook page, which is going to show them pictures of happy, smiling residents, the active residents. There's a certain association, there's a certain level of guilt associated with leaving mom in a nursing home. You know, it's like, technically, I should be able to care for her. She cared for me, so on and so forth. Um, so what we try to do is we try to alleviate that guilt. When they look at these pages, they should be like, this is a place where my loved one will actually enjoy themselves. They'll be with people their own age. They'll be with people, you know, their own type and, you know, people that they can really become friends with later on in life. We kind of call ourselves the first line of defense. It should be that when somebody searches for you, everything that they see online should cause them to go and take that next step to book a tour and come in and see the place. All right. So Jonah, why don't you tell us about um, your operations in a regular, during a regular time on like COVID-19 and then we'll jump into COVID. Sure. Um, so typically what we do is when we take on a new facility is we onboard them pretty quickly. Um, you know, we work with the contact within the facility, take over um, the Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, basically any social media they already have. If they don't already have it, we you know, create one, we claim ownership of the pages, we claim ownership of the Google page. So we create these pages. Um, we make sure that they're updated regularly. The really cool thing also about what we do is that, you know, almost any company needs a lot of assistance from the facility themselves, wherever they're doing. To us, most of the work happens on onboarding. We create chats with people. Um, and we just, our, our main thing that we need from the actual facility is for them to be sending us just pictures, content, letting us know what's happening that month. So this way we can kind of highlight, you know, they're having a Mother's Day brunch. We should know about that. So we have a post prepared. So as soon as we get the pictures, we're able to create a nice collage, a nice slideshow of what they did. Um, 
you know, we also give ideas. We'll count send them at the beginning of the month, a whole calendar of like what's coming up this month, national days, holidays, so on and so forth. So you like to stay relevant, I guess. That's what you're saying. Yeah. We, we basically, a lot of times. Like real time, like post in real time as opposed to like weeks. So, so it depends if things are like, this is happening right now. We want this out there to the families. Like we'll, we'll talk about what's going on now with COVID-19 and everything um, and how we're doing that. But if something is happening right then and there, then yeah, we're available to put that up and create something nice. And within an hour, you know, pretty much it goes up. Most of the stuff though is not, it's not needed to be up. Like people have this thing like, oh, I just got to keep posting. I just got to keep posting. It's more about consistency than, than volume. You want to make sure that you have a few posts a week going up. A lot of times somebody's come to us and they're like, you know, we have a Facebook page, but our activities director runs it. And we look at the page and we see that, you know, something was posted a month ago and two weeks ago. And then before that, six months ago, you want to just make sure that there's a constant stream and that everything is seen properly. Another big thing is that we do is we QA all the pictures. We basically make sure that they're all um, suitable for public consumption. So we have this um, story about this, uh, this picture that somebody sent me. And this activities director sent us a picture of a woman in a facility, and she had a huge smile on her face and said, look at this gorgeous picture of, of this resident smiling away. Like, she's so happy. And I was looking at the picture, and I'm like, it's great. She really is happy, and she does look great. But she has a massive trach coming out of her neck. So people get kind of, people in the actual facility themselves become desensitized to these things. So they don't always see what's good to go out there to the public and what's going to turn people off. You got to sometimes look at it from like a layman's perspective. Like if I see that, I'm going to be like, yikes, you know, or you see people all the time. We see pictures of people that are in, you know, restraints and restraints that are needed, not restrained to a bed, but you know, they're in a, they're in a wheelchair or something and they're just, you know, it's for their safety, but to the outside world, that might look like why are you tying this person down almost. So you got to really be able to look through the pictures, make sure that everything is suitable and then create something really nice out of it. Make sure that the whole world sees it in that positive light. That's incredible. Um, how are you guys managing through COVID-19? There is a crazy amount of marketing. So it's, it's kind of funny how, how we've pivoted. On the one side of the business, there's like, you know, the video production side of it, which is just come to almost a complete standstill right now. We can't go into facilities. We can't, can't create these, you know, beautiful, whether they're informational videos, whether they're creative videos, music videos, whatever they are. We can't do any of that right now. Um, but on the flip side of it, social media has become so important. Facilities are inundated every day with phone calls and, and, you know, emails, what's going on? Where's my loved one? Are they safe? Is everything okay? I heard the facility has a case. What's, you know, people are just losing their minds. So the fact that we're able to actually send them a message saying, Hey, follow the, the facility on Facebook, follow it on Instagram, whatever, you know, social media you choose to follow, follow it there. And you're going to see, you're going to see that things are running as normally as possible yes it's not ideal and there's bingo is being socially distanced and activities are how taking place do you play bingo like while social distancing like how, uh, how are they doing that so a lot of facilities what they've done actually is they're utilizing what we've seen is they're utilizing like their their um speaker system and they're having people come out in the hallway and they're you know 10 feet apart because they're between rooms they're just coming right out of their specific room and they're playing bingo right there in the hall that's so creative. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've seen a ton of creativity and, and just ideas coming out of, you know, besides, you know, both from, from our end of uh, with what we're assisting and my team, who is amazing, 
um, as well as from the facilities themselves. They're just, they're trying to do anything that they can to really, really just make the residents feel like, like life is running smoothly. You know, the lack of visitation is taking its toll on, on these residents from a, you know, from a lonely perspective. So the lack of visitation is, it's, it's a really big issue right now. You know, residents are used to their, their loved ones visiting them daily, bi-daily, coming by, bringing them a coffee, bringing them the newspaper, just being a part of their lives. And right now, because, you know, and rightfully so from the facility side, they cannot let visitors in. Um, it's hard. It's really hard. So being able to tell these people, let us take your picture, let us put this up on social media. And, and you know, your, your family will actually still have that connection to you, even without coming to see you. And it's, and, and on top of that also, just the, you know, in, in times like these, you see the best in people and you see the worst in people, you know, that goes along with business where you see people who are price gouging, which, you know, is terrible. And then you see the people who are just giving up their services to help those who are in need during this time. Um, and, and just from a personal level, from not business, you see these family members who are showing up to the windows of their loved ones. They're showing up outside. They're driving an hour, a half hour, whatever it is, just to stand outside and wave with a sign and say, you know, we miss you. We love you. We're, we're here for you. You know, even though we can't be with you, we're here. Um, and that's, and being able to show that off, especially during a time like this, which is in such a crisis and the whole world is so unsettled, it's giving people a comfort. It's giving people like a real sense of, of normalcy. And, and comfort amongst all this craziness. Do you find that people have um, are focusing less on online presence and marketing because of the crisis we're in, or if anything, is it more important now? Exact opposite. It's way more important. Um, we've seen we've seen a surge of. I, I believe we've taken over somewhere between twenty and thirty facilities for social media in the last two weeks alone. Um, people are calling me up and just saying, you know. Like, Obviously, we, we work with a lot of larger groups, and a lot of times we start with one facility. They want to kind of get a feel for us and how we work. Um, we, even just just today, literally, one of my clients yesterday actually I have a call later with the um, next facility. But one of my clients, who is a group of three facilities, they started with us about two months ago. They love everything we do. They were planning on moving forward with us anyways for the other facilities, but this just kind of put a rush on it. It was like our people are busy. They need you to be handling this. They, we love that, you know, we're getting such positive feedback from this building, especially during this time. Let's move you guys into these other buildings right away. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that. We're seeing that in a big way that people really need that connection. They need to be able to stay focused. We've even, we have a, a check-in kiosk system. During non-corona times, what we utilize the kiosk for is it essentially replaces your sign-in sheet. So instead of you coming in, there's a little piece of paper that you have to fill out, just, you know, who you're visiting and so on and so forth. You check in with the kiosk, it gives the facility a more modern look. Also, um, the appropriate parties have access to an online dashboard that at any point they could see who's checked in, who's checked out. Um, you know, it's great for reporting. It's great for um, compliance. And then as they leave, they're actually asked for their feedback. And they have the option to leave, you know, a, a smiley face or a sad face or, you know, a couple in the middle of medium faces. Kind of like when you walk out of an airport bathroom. Um, and then there's a place that you could leave feedback if you want to text, if you want to write some text out. But if your feedback was positive, you'll actually get a text message asking you to rate us on Google. So if you leave that top smiley face that you had a good experience, within five minutes, you'll get a text message to your cell phone saying, hey, um, thank you so much for visiting. You know, we're so happy you enjoyed your experience. Please share your experience on Google, which that link will lead you right to the Google page to leave a review. Um, most people that leave reviews are usually angry. 
And that's a big part of what we do also with the online reputation management. We fight those reviews, we work on them, we respond to them. I think it's an interesting thing that you brought up that people write negative reviews versus positive. Right. I think we're seeing that now, even with COVID-19, that unfortunately where the media is blowing up, unfortunately the sad parts of COVID-19 which um, are devastating the losses and the mortality rate. But I think that goes all around. People focus usually on the yeah. negative versus the positive. Yeah. I mean, I mean the, the whole way that the media world works, news outlets and whatnot, is they, they, it's fear-mongering. You know, it's, it's a lot of like you would, not to say this stuff is not true, but you see a lot more of the negative stuff because that's more entertaining than the positive stuff. Um, but when it comes to reviews, the negative reviews are usually because someone's angry. So someone takes the time to actually go online and, and post that. Whereas positive- We find that those reviews are being actually reviewed by somebody in the facility and being followed <laughs> on. So usually not, which is a big part of what we do. We set up softwares in place that anytime anybody leaves a review, it automatically goes to um, straight to whoever we set up, designate within the facility whether it's the admin, whether it's someone in corporate, or it could be a, you know, a mix of both. So this way, they're aware of what's going on. Um, we have kind of like a three-step process when it comes to reviews. The first thing that we do is you know, let them you know, know about it, let the facility know about it. A lot of times, we can take care of it organically. You know, the, the administrator in a building sees this review, and they're like, I know that person. Let me reach out to them. Let me see if I could resolve this on my own. And a lot of times, that works. It's just the knowledge that they don't have, and they don't know, because if they're not looking, they're not seeing it. Um, so that's step number one. Step number two is if that doesn't work, you know, let's say it's a fake name or they don't know who it is, then we actually fight the review. We go through um, Google's terms and conditions and, you know, any other review platform. We try to find little loopholes to really get it taken down. Maybe it's something racial. Maybe it's something that names a specific employee, which you're not allowed to do or so on and so forth. Doesn't it make it more real and relatable when you log onto a page and you see good and bad versus just good reviews? I mean, I personally like to see both. So 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. I, I always say, actually, that even the, the best restaurant in the world is going to have somebody who had a bad experience. It's just going to happen. So what we try to do is we try to make it that there's just a lot more positive reviews. You know, when you see a facility that has 20 reviews and they're all five stars, the first thing you think is like, okay, that's maybe a little fake. Um, really, what you want to do is you want to make sure that those in-between star reviews are, are, you know, that you have a couple of those that are left. It could be from a, from a while ago. You want to make sure that the overwhelming amount of people find it positive. So you'll have like a three-star here and a four-star there, but mostly you want that five-star across the board because you want to show that even when these things happen... And even those reviews, even when there's a review that's not 100% amazing, you want to make sure that it's responded to. So people know when they're looking at it that, okay, they actually care, which is step three. I, I was about to say step two. Step two of our thing is going through terms and conditions. Step three is, you know, let's say everything, the facility doesn't know who they are. The, uh, you know, the, the terms and conditions are all squeaky clean, everything else. Step three is just responding, letting the world know that even when they see this negative review, they see that that's not the service that they should expect from that facility and that people care. You know, right away, there was a response with a real call to action. You know, please call us at this number and for this specific person, ask for, you know, ask for that for the person because it, it kind of humanizes the facility. It makes it that there's somebody that actually cares and is watching and wants to make sure that when these issues take place, which obviously they will in any situation, 
um, that they're they're taking care of right away. Yeah, and I think that is great. I know a lot of times people write reviews and um, they don't get responses. Right. That's that's like the age old thing is like you know silence is, is people just feel like oh if I just ignore it it'll go away, which is the exact which is the exact opposite of the truth because what happens is silence is is kind of consent. So somebody sees a negative review and sees that nobody bothered to respond to it, nobody bothered to resolve it, whether or not even it's very possible somebody did resolve it on the inside, but it was never addressed online. So people are like, oh, I guess that's just something that they go with. You want to show that there is somebody who's trying to take care of these issues and trying to make their the, the facility a better place than, than this person's review of it was. A facility um, or an individual wanted to have an online presence and kind of like test it out before they proceed with signing up with you. Um, what would be like two things you would tell them? Well, first of all, I would tell them, <laughs> don't just call me. Uh, it's a tough thing. I would definitely say that you have to have somebody who's who's it's their actual job to be running these pages because when it when it's somebody you know I've mentioned this before when it's somebody who is just like, oh, that person can do it. They're, you know, all the time instead of somebody's like, oh, that person's young enough. They'll understand social media. They can do it. When it's not their job, they have so many more important things to get to throughout the day that it just kind of gets, it falls to the wayside. Another big thing about that is that you kind of like, when it comes to creativity and marketing, you can't just assign anyone. Just because someone's really good at being an activities director or really good at being an administrator or really good at you know, being anything else within that um, facility doesn't mean that they're going to be great to, you know, at creating nice, beautiful posts. So, but if, if there was like two things I would tell them that they have to do is they have to monitor, you know, definitely like go on every day, set up Google or set up, you know, it's not going to be as good as the softwares that we use to, you know, get from anywhere on the internet, but set up your Google or set up your, your monitoring of the, of the facility. If anyone mentions it, Make sure that you're an admin on your pages. That way, when people talk about it, you, you have what to respond and you know about it right away. Um, that's definitely one thing. And the other thing is clean up your, your stuff. Clean up, you know, go to your Facebook page and see if you have your logo on there as your profile photo. See if you have a nice picture of the building as your background. Just make sure that everything is positive and everything just looks clean, aesthetically clean and just pleasing when you see it. And then after you do that and you see that you can't do it on your own, call us. Or they could do that before. Yeah, it's probably better. Instead of trying trial and error, they should just reach out directly. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny because we were just talking about the creativity side of it. I have I have a client that I've had for about two years now, and they started off um, with a portfolio of seven facilities, and then they grew. And when they hit fifteen, you know, they acquired another eight. And he called me up. And he tells me, he's like, you know, I'm outsourcing. I'm, in, I'm bringing in-house every single thing that I've outsourced until now. Everything. Like all my back office, this, that, everything. He's like, I'm done. I want everything in-house. Because the one thing I can't outsource, though, is my marketing. You know, he's like, what you guys do. Because you're creative. You're different. I can't just hire someone to be doing that. You have to find the right person. You have to find, you know, people always think, okay, we just take stuff and put it up online. We have a team of people. There's a process. You know, we have video editors in the back end working on, on video clips for them. We've got graphic designers making sure that everything is, you know, beautiful with the logos attached to every picture and everything else. We have, you know, the QA department that's making sure that things are all suitable. It's, it's not as simple as just taking and putting. It's, it goes through a whole process. And when you're working with a company like ours, 
you're working with a team of 30 some people who are going through these things and making sure that it's all, you know, perfect from beginning to end. Yeah. And I'll add on to that. I mean, I personally have seen pages that are ran by the um, nursing home directly or the company directly. And you could have a great product, you could have a great facility, but if your online presence is not great, it's just what people see these days. And people will just assume that your facility is just not up to par. Right, right. Because they're going to see blurry pictures. They're going to see somebody else also posting a picture of something that, you know, isn't good for the world to see. I have a, I have a client who called me a few, a few months ago. It was, it was terrible. It was this video of like, a, you know, it wasn't even that bad. The worst part was the end. It was a, um, it was somebody was taking blood from a patient. And the patient was basically, you know, kind of flopping around and, and pushing them away from, from them. They, they didn't want blood to be taken from them, but they had to. And he was kind of somewhat like holding them in, which, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the person has to do for their safety. And this video came out of like somebody had recorded it and it got, went around. But the worst part of the video was the very end, the guy noticed he was being videoed and he like went back to the bed and kind of tucked the guy in and patted him like, to like make nice type of thing. And I was like, see, had he not done that, it would have looked, it would have just looked like, look, you know, unfortunately, yeah, sometimes you have to, you know, hold a person, a patient down, unfortunately, because for their own good. Whereas this looked like he was trying to make up for what he just did. They called me like, what do we do about this? I was like, there's a million different things. And we just went into a whole spiral and frenzy and, you know, worked on getting it taken down and worked on, you know, press releases and just getting out there to the world that this is, this is not the situation. It, things are not always so black and white. You can't look at a video that you see that somebody posts and just think, oh, wow, that place is terrible because there's so much more you don't see. That video could have been the third or fourth video that that person took that day you know, and finally got one that they wanted to put up because they had, they had a fight with the administrator or they had a fight with a nurse or, or whatever it is. Do you guys deal with a lot of damage control? Because I think what you just said, a lot of, we're in a world of uh, social media and everybody is encouraged and very much uh, motivated to record real live things that happen. Um, so how, how does that play out? So... Yeah. I personally have seen a lot of these right now with COVID-19 and PP and all that stuff. And then companies coming out and saying, well, that's not the case. And so, yeah, a lot of what we do, there is a lot of damage control involved in what we do because these stories do come out. Um, we've all seen stuff like what you just spoke about in the last couple of, uh, you know, weeks with, with uh, you know, the PPE, the PPE and, you know, people taking, people going and, and so on and so forth. Um, but Thankfully, those are usually little spurts. Like it'll happen. We're gonna have that, and we're gonna have to deal with it for two, three days. But because what we do is so consistent, it drowns it out. Like we were saying before about the reviews, you can have a one-star review, but if you have twenty-five star reviews, that kind of you know helps with that. It, it, it's like okay, somebody was gonna complain, but typically this is not what you should expect from the facility. So I always tell people, I'm like, don't come to me when you have a crisis and then tell me you need my help. Said. Start your online presence now. Make sure that you have a consistent, good-looking online presence because then when these things happen, the damage from them will be so much more minimal because they're going to see that one video, but then they're also going to see 40 other videos from the last you know, six months of positive things. 
that you want to outweigh the positive, outweigh the negative with as much positive as possible. So it's always better when, when we deal with these, these damage control situations with a current client we've been dealing with for you know months or years, because that's when they're like really able to, to outweigh it all. And it's a much is smaller- it, Isn't there like um, some authenticity to see the negatives as well? Because, I mean, it's not perfect world. Things do go wrong at times. Um, isn't there something to that as well? Sure, of course. Um, and that's like why I said those, those, when those negative things happen, we're not trying to necessarily get them taken down all the time. Like if it's something that's, that's a real thing, then, then we want to respond to it. We want to make sure that it's addressed. We want, you know, nobody's perfect. Nobody in the world is perfect. We all have faults. Um, you know, I, I myself have very few, but that's besides the point. Um, we all have faults. We all have our stuff. And, uh, you know, companies and businesses and facilities are the exact same thing. They're going to have, you know, things that fall through the cracks. There's going to be issues. You're going to have somebody who gets into a fight with their, you know, with, with their superiors. And these things are going to happen. But, you know, when you have enough positive and you're addressing the negative, then between those two things together, you're showing off that there's, there is a sense of caring in the facility. I think what I'm getting out of what you're saying is the responding, like be responsive. Don't ignore things. Right. Even if it's negative. When you ignore things, they just tend to spiral and it tends to just, like I said before, like just silence is consent. You know, if you don't respond from, from the facility level, then you're like, okay, yeah, that happened. And you move on. Whereas if you respond, you're saying you're, you're basically addressing the fact that this happened but it's not what you should expect. I think that brings comfort to people. Yeah. That there's somebody actually caring enough that the facility themselves are caring enough to to see a problem and want to resolve it. You know, when you, let's just use a restaurant for an example, when you go to a restaurant and you have a bad experience and you tell them about it and they reach out and they say, you know, I had this once where, you know, I I told them like after, you know, like weed in the same place. (laughs) I never complain about my food actually ever. Like I'm I'm very not that type. I'm just like, all right, I'll deal with it. Um, but I had an experience where like something just was off and I told them and they they were like, it was such a great experience because they were like, please come back as our guest, like, you know, next week and like it's on the house type of thing, like which which was unnecessary, but it was like, okay, so you're acknowledging that there was an issue today and you're making up for it and trying to resolve it and showing me that this is not what I should expect. You know, come. They didn't say, "Oh, okay, fine. We won't charge you for that." They said, "Come back and let us redo this for you to show you that this is not who we are," which is, you know, I think is a huge thing. You're you're standing behind your brand. You're standing behind your product. So when you stand behind your facility and you say, "This happened," and or or you know, it could have happened. You know, you don't necessarily want to take on full guilt, but you could say, "Look, the the facts are is that something happened that we're that, that shouldn't have happened. We want to show you how we're resolving it and show you." how we're going to actually take care of it and make sure it's something like this doesn't happen again. You know, we learn from our mistakes. Yeah. I think people appreciate to um, be responded and be relatable and be able to reach people as opposed to feeling like they're, you know, the facility is perfect or the company is perfect. Nobody is. Right. Okay. Is there anything that we didn't discuss that you feel like we should discuss? Um, I think that a big thing, that we're seeing, especially throughout COVID-19 and everything else that's going on, is you just need to keep pumping out positivity. You know, you just need to keep on pushing out the fact that 
there's there's just there's happy things going on. People are still happy. Yes, it's it's crazy, and yes, the the world is literally in in shambles right now in a lot of ways. But keep pushing out those positive things. You know, we were talking before about the media outlets. You know, pushing the fear mongering and the you know the, the social media where people love to complain and people love to, to write negative reviews. The more positivity that you put into the world, the more positivity there'll be overall. So show off your your nurses and your you know your RNs and your, your CNAs and your staff, you know, with smiling and taking care of patients and and you know holding up signs that that we're here for you. Show off your your you know residents actually having socially distanced bingo instead of you know showing them off and they're sitting in their rooms doing nothing. Show the fact that you're just you're trying to put more positive out there than negative. And, and I think that that really is, is something that people really need to focus on. Don't spend all your time focusing on the, on, on the stuff that's incoming. First, work on pushing out the positive. Instead of it's working. interesting because we're running a tribute on our social media page every day. Um, we are thanking the frontline uh, staff, the medical staff every day. And I was having a conversation with somebody else who told me that they feel like too much positivity could look a little bit fluffy and fake. So it's like interesting, like how does one find like the, they weren't necessarily talking about what we're running. They were saying in general, like uh, on the concept of posting so much positivity, they were saying some people actually don't appreciate that right now. So it's like interesting to find the line. Right. Well, that's why you have to know the balance. Like I always tell people right now, obviously we're working on, on steroids in order to get everything out as quick as possible, because a big part of what we're doing now is like I said before, keeping families connected to the, to the residents. So, you know, as people are sending us stuff, we're, we're trying to get out more posts than average on a daily basis. Um, but typically, you don't want to be posting six times a day from a facility. At the end of the day, it's still a nursing home. It's still a facility. You want to be posting. You want to find that consistency that several times a week, letting people know that things are good and that showing off the positive light without bombarding people with just fluff. You know, you, it's, it's a fine line, but I still do believe that it's, it's very important. And also, you need to mix it up. When you just have the same stuff going out every single day, people get bored. People get, you know, we do resident spotlights. We do employee spotlights. We do resident joke of the day, uh, you know, like just stuff like that. Have a, just a complete mix. And then throw in those graphics. Throw in the happy, happy Mother's Day graphic with the logo. Throw in the, uh, you know, things like that. The best social media is when it's, when, when, when there's like, you know, there's a range. There's a whole range of stuff. It's not just the same exact thing or the same picture of a different resident every day and, and so on and so forth. You want to show off everything that's going on and, and really make it an interesting page to follow and, and you know, um, kind of uh, converse with. Yeah. Who is the audience in general for online presence for nursing homes? Are you targeting a specific audience or is it just general audience? So the first and most important audience that we're trying to get is the family members of potential residents. When when family members, you know, mom's in the hospital with, uh, you know, and, and it's time for them to go somewhere and the, the discharge planner says to them, here, check out this place, this place, and this place. These are within your radius. These are with these, you know, except your, you know, insurance or whatever it is. Um, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go home and they're going to Google. You know, it's the easiest thing. They look at Facebook, they look at Google, they look at the website. So that's the number one audience, the potential um, family members, potential residents, the family members of potential residents. Past there, though, the next one is the family members of the, of the residents that are already currently there, especially now during this time, it's a way to stay connected. 
typically that's usually people that are between the ages of, you know, 40 to 55. That's, that's really one of the main, you know, demographics that we, uh, demographics that we focus on, but it, it could be anyone. You know, I've, I've had uh, people, uh, clients tell me that they use it to show off to other companies, that they show it off to their friends and family. They show it off to the residents. They, some people even tell the residents. A lot of residents these days have cell phones and are sitting there with, you know, Facebook because they're, they're connected to their ones. Follow us. Maybe you'll see a picture of yourself. It, it's, it's all around. It's really for the general public. There's specific targets that we try to hit because we want to make sure that those targets are hit. But past there, it's for everyone. I guess the material is really about what the facility offers um, for a new patient. So they know what there is there, right? And then yeah. once they're there to know what's happening. Yeah, they know the, they know, a lot of it is the knowledge, um, you know, what, what services are offered, what therapies uh, are in place, what, you know, do they have a therapy gym? Do they have a, an ADL suite, so on and so forth. Um, and a lot of it is just about the positive. So many of these details are fluid because every other facility has this and has that and has all these things to work with already. But you want to make sure that, that the main thing is, is that people look happy. The, the, the residents there look happy. The staff looks happy. They look like they're in a place that they enjoy being every day and not a place where, you know, they're kind of just sitting and staring at a wall for 24 hours a day. It almost sounds like you're also offering consulting to facilities on how to keep an upbeat facility. Yeah. Uh, just to fake the smile for the picture, but to actually bring up the whole atmosphere of the facility. Yeah, yeah. It's not about, like, like that's part of our whole thing with the reviews. Like, people always ask us, so you're going to post a bunch of reviews from your company? I'm like, no, we don't do that. Like, that's, that's not what we do. We try to actually get real organic reviews from people because we want to see that, that, you know, real, that raw positivity that comes from people when they have a good experience. So we want to show that off in the pictures. We want to show off, uh, you know, and then the posts, people enjoying themselves in the facility and not just, you know, hey, smile because we're going to take a picture of you and put it up on social media. We, I know I was saying before, we every month, the beginning of the month, send out a full list of things. Some of it could be National Pizza Day, you know, there's a day that's National Pizza Day or National Avocado Day. Do something for that day and send us pictures. Show off these, you know, just fun things that we could really highlight that's different and, and not the typical thing. I, I one time had a, at a facility interview people on their sports, their favorite sports teams, you know, go around and ask the residents who are their favorite sports teams, why, you know, wh why they became connected to it. Show real humanity, not just a stream of graphics and, and, you know, pictures of the outside, the exterior of the building and so on and so forth. Show off the human side of it. I think we're in a time, not even with COVID-19, but in general in life, um, where people are craving human interaction and real communication. Well, definitely with COVID-19. <laughs> definitely with, I'm saying even before so. Like, I think it's yeah. just time in the world where that's what we're looking for. Well, yeah, because, you know, the, the kind of downside to the social media world and where we live, that everything is virtual. You could do everything online. You could talk to your friends. You could talk to your family. You don't really need to be, you know, interacting with them in order to be there which is why that kind of led to this really craving for humanity. And, you know, I was telling someone the other week, uh, this group of, um, called me up and they run about 25 facilities. And they were asking my opinion on some things and we, we hadn't worked with them yet. And I asked them, I said, why do you have all of your facilities like as one corporate? Like you have, you have one Facebook page for all the facilities and you basically just share stuff from there for everything. 
And he's like, oh, it gives us a really good corporate backing image. We like it. And we, we feel this is the way our marketing should be. And I told him, I was like, I don't understand that. When somebody's looking for a, a you know, a nursing home for, for a facility, they're not looking for a restaurant that they know is going to be the exact same generic, you know, food as the other place. You know, they come from Texas and they always go to McDonald's. Um, when they come to New York, they want to go to McDonald's because they know they like it. They know it'll be consistent. It's very different. A, a, you know, a skilled nursing facility, people want it to feel like home. You don't want to be the McDonald's of nursing homes. You want to be, you want, you want people to find that specific home. So this way they're like, you know, they feel a connection to it rather than just like a big corporate brand that's running the place. Interesting. So like they should be like a boutique, something exclusive and you have to be different than the others. Yeah. You know, find your unique uh, skills or things you're offering that the other people are not. Right. Also, when somebody searches for a facility, they don't want to find a page that talks about 25 facilities. They want to find a page that talks about the specific facility that they're looking into. Um, it's, it's just, I, I find it very interesting when companies do that. Now, having a corporate page is, is good as well. Good yeah, I was going to say, you like security for somebody. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking of it as like a, if I were looking for something, I think that gives me a sense of security, seeing that this big corporate office has 25 facilities. So yes and no, like it, it definitely is good. It's good to have one, but you also need that facility specific page. You need that place where people can find the information. If, if I'm living in Kentucky and looking for a facility, I don't really care about the, you know, the, not that I don't care, but I'm not interested in the care that's happening in a facility in New York that just because it's the same ownership. I care about the fact of this facility. I want to see who's running it. I want to see who's you know, who, who are the people that I have to talk to? What are the therapies, the, you know, different therapies and programs offered and, and so on and so forth of that? I don't want to see all the other places, especially when it comes to social media, because that's not even like a website where you can click on one specific facility to look through. It's you're just seeing a stream of pictures and it could be from anywhere. It's like, OK, great. I don't care that they had a, a Mother's Day brunch in New York when I'm looking. Is there anything going on in Kentucky? Interesting. Okay, is there anything else that you feel you want to discuss? Um, I think that pretty much sums it up. Um, I think it's just, you know, it's, it's funny because when we started our company, it was very hard at first talking to people about social media. They were like, I don't want a Facebook page for my facility. I don't want a place where people can go and complain and stuff like that. And that's when I had to explain to them they already have one. It's just unmanned. And, you know, like we said earlier, but I think it's just really important that and now within the last couple of years, people have actually started reaching more out to us and being like, okay, we understand that we need this. We don't know what we're doing. Can you please help us with it? So I would just say that it's, it's a very important thing to make sure that your online presence is pristine because if there's no direct connection to the facility, there's no reason why that facility is going to be looked at any differently than the other two facilities that the discharge planner or the case manager referred, referred you to. You want to make sure that yours stands out because that's the first thing they're going to do. They're going to Google it. They're going to look into it. They're going to look at the reviews. They're going to look at the pages. You want to make sure that yours is seen in the best possible way. It's interesting because if we like rewind it a few years back, how did it work before um, social media presence? Like how did the facilities operate? I feel like now when you run a business, it's like you're running two businesses. You're running the actual business and then you have your social media presence, which is a business of its own. Right. I mean, I guess you could ask that question about pretty much any business, not just facilities. Yeah. yeah. How did, uh, you know, 
any business has changed drastically over the last few years with the influx of social media. Suddenly people are able to talk about them online. People are able to post pictures of them online. They're able to, to respond and, and deal with things from an online standpoint. Major companies like Apple and Toyota, they have teams of hundreds of people dedicated to doing this all day for them. It, when it comes to a facility, you're not necessarily going to have that. And that's why companies like ours are so unique and so important. But every single company has kind of had to adapt for good and for bad to, to the world of social media and internet presence. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool to see the work that you guys are doing. And um, it's incredible. I enjoy watching it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, if there are any clients that would like to reach out to you, are you guys welcoming new clients right now? How's that working? We are welcoming new clients. We are working around the clock. Like I said, we've taken on a ton of new clients over the last few weeks. We've, we've nearly perfected our onboarding process for these quick situations, um, pretty quickly. Um, and we we're, we're definitely taking on, you know, new people and new people that need it. And I would just tell them to reach out directly to me. You know, that's, that's the best. That's the best and most honest way you're going to get a real answer of what, if what we're doing is you know possible and what you really your specific needs are and how we can help you with it. Okay, what is your um, contact information? Um, you could either call me or text me. Text is the best. Five five one five eight seven one eight five zero. That is definitely the best way to reach me or WhatsApp. Um, or you can shoot me an email at um, which is Jonah at typoductions.com. All right. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we hope to have you on again soon. Um, disclaimer, are, are we going to share the disclaimer with our listeners? Which one is that? Th there was no planning. <laughs> oh, yeah. This was done totally off the cuff, by the way. An experiment. Me and Jonah wanted to experiment and see what it would look like. Yeah, I think what it did. say? Is it a fail? I it, but I think it came out pretty well, right? I, I don't know. Did it? I mean, I mean you laughed a lot. So that, you know, it's not, funny. It's not my fault. <laughs> well, I guess we'll wait to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think. I hope to hear from you. You can reach me at Susie, S-U-S-I-E, at MetaLeadGroup.com. And I hope you all stay safe and be well. Thank you so much, Jonah, for joining us today. No problem. Stay safe, everyone. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please read and comment. Let us know what you think. And of course, feel free to check out our website, Metalead GRP.